Well, hello there. Welcome back to the Claim the Stage podcast. I'm Angela Lucier. I'm your host. I'm also a professional speaker, author, and the CEO and founder of the Speaker Sisterhood, a network of public speaking clubs for women, which by the way is blowing up. It is so cool how many clubs we have now. I think we have like 17 and they are launching like crazy, especially right now. We have like seven launching in this three week period right now. And It's so cool to go to these open houses and meet women who are so excited to find their voice and start getting comfortable raising their hand and saying what's important to them and just kind of kicking ass in general. So welcome to the show today. The Claim the Stage podcast is a podcast for women who are interested in discovering, awakening, and creating their voice through the art of public speaking. And this episode is my first ever episode from the attic of my house. I've moved out of the glitter closet. Officially, I got the movers. They came over. We moved my microphone. It didn't seem worth the money at, afterwards, but <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I moved I moved the microphone <laughs> upstairs all by myself, <laughs> and I'm now sitting at my desk looking out the window at the beautiful foliage and my neighbor's pool, which has a cover on it, and that is depressing, but it's okay. I will go swimming next year. So on today's show, I am talking about how to write a compelling title for your talk. We've never discussed this before. And last night I was teaching week five of the speaking school for women. And this is what we were talking about. And as I was teaching the class, I kept thinking to myself, why haven't I mentioned this on the podcast yet? (laughs) Why is this a big secret? (laughs) Because it is so important that you title your talk with something compelling, engaging, and that relates to the people you most want to help. So on today's show, we're going to talk about the four steps to writing a compelling title. And it's really simple. I'm going to, I'm going to show you this formula I created that you can use a million different times in a million different ways for the rest of your life. You're welcome. Here's what's cool about it. It's really simple and it's really helpful not only for titling your talk, but it's also helpful for titling a blog, a, a post, uh, a video, a podcast episode, pretty much any content you create, the formula works. And you can, you can uh, of course, tweak it and work with it so that it matches your brand and your energy and the type of, you know, work that you put out there, but just at its essence, it's really simple and it will help you a lot. And when I break it down for you, you're going to be like, Oh my God, why am I not doing that already? So (laughs) it's going to be a good one. I also want to just say really quickly, a huge thank you to all of you who listen and comment and email me and share all the cool things that are happening in your life as a result of what you're learning on this podcast. It delights me to no end to know that the time I spend on this and the effort I put into it and the thought I put into it means something and it's actually making an impact. So I really appreciate your feedback. And if there's anything that you're really hoping to hear on this show that you haven't heard yet, please feel free to email me and say, Hey, Angela, and you're, you, you know, you can use all caps if you feel like yelling, Angela, I really want to hear about X, whatever it is that your heart most desires. And I will listen to you and I will see what I can do to help you. So please don't be shy about that. You can email me at Angela at speakersisterhood.com and I'll take a look at that and maybe we can chat about what, what, you know, an episode with your, with your desire would look like. 
Okay, so that's it for my introduction today. Let's jump into the episode. Titles that rule. Okay, I'm definitely going to call the episode that, Titles That Rule. All right. (laughs) I call this the four method, as in F-O-R, like this is for you. Okay, so here's step one. You pick a describing word, as in easy, surprising, fun, new, different, some kind of describing word that gets people's attention, something that makes them stop and go, huh? What's that? That's cool. So these kinds of words that create mystery or intrigue work really well. So things like innovative or surprising, those are really good words to help people see, oh, wow, there's something here I need to know about. Step two is you pick a topic. And this should be the thing that you're already talking about or the the target that you're trying to focus on, like negotiation, or let's say you you focus on leadership, or how to love yourself, or how to save money, or how to like take better pictures. Whatever your topic is, you just insert that in step two. Pretty simple, right? We've got step one, pick a describing word. Step two, pick your topic. So together, it's maybe like easy career, fun leadership, right? We're getting to the we're starting to build this title. It's starting to look really exciting. In step three, you pick one type of advice. Like maybe you have built a system that helps people to save money. So you might say your type of advice is a system. Maybe your type of advice is a tactic or a tip or a result. Whatever you call your work, you're going to insert that word into step three. So now we've got a describing word, a topic, and a type of advice. So you put them all together and you've got easy leadership outcomes or surprising business planning tactics, something like that. This is getting pretty specific now because you're starting to build a target. In step four, you pick a specific audience like CEOs or administrative assistants or women leaders or basketball players, whoever you want to help. So now you've got this like really specific title and you know exactly who it's going to help. So between step three, the type of advice and step four, the specific audience, you'll insert the word four. So here's how it looks when you put it all together. Creative leadership strategies for mid-level managers. Okay, cool. We know exactly what to get from this presentation and we know exactly who it is for. Simple negotiation simple negotiation tactics for women leaders. Clear. If you're a woman leader and you want to know about negotiation and you want it to be simple, that's where you want to be. (laughs) Or surprising money-saving ideas for administrative assistance. See how simple this is? You've just created a title that is so specific and clear and to the point and exciting and intriguing with just four simple steps. So let me go back through them again. And I'm also going to post this as a worksheet on my website on AngelaLucier.us, or you can go over to speakersisterhood.com. Either website will have the posting of this podcast episode and the worksheet attached that you can download and use to help you put together your titles. And I also have a little like interactive title practice page where you can practice putting together different titles for your talks just to see what the words look like together. So It's really simple. You pick a describing word, you pick a topic, you pick one type of advice, and then you pick a specific audience. Those are your four steps. And by doing this, 
let's say you're speaking at a conference and the conference attendee is looking through the program and there are four different workshops going on at the same time and they're trying to decide which one to go to. The clearer you are in your description and the specific promise you can make to your audience, the easier it will be for them to decide whether or not they should sit and take the time to learn from you. And what this also does for you is you get a targeted group who knows exactly why they are there and what they're going to get from it. Instead of having people wandering in thinking, well, I don't know exactly what this is about, but it seemed interesting. So it's your job as the speaker, as the leader or the conductor of this session to be super clear in your titles and in your summaries so that people know whether or not this is a good use of their time. It also means that you are having, you get a better chance of getting in front of your target audience because you've done the work up front to tell them this is for you. If you want help creating titles, I have a little hint for you. This is like, I need a little like cash register sound effect right now. Like this is the money move. This little hint will save you some time and it will also get you thinking differently than the way you might often, you know, the words you might use or the way you might approach titling things and and putting together your work. Go to amazon.com, go to your category in the book section and look at the top 20 or 30 bestsellers. Look at their titles. How are they titling things? Is it catchy? What, what kind of words are they using? Do you notice a theme? Is there something about them that makes them compelling? Are they short? Are they descriptive? And once you see what's already selling in your category, it will help to inform the way that you title the work that you're doing. Because it's like, it's like it should be illegal, right? To like... <laughs> to get that information so easily and do that research by just going to a website and typing in a search term. And when you have that research, you've got insight into the way your customers think. And when you know how your customers think, you have the key to the castle, right? Then you can create things that you know they want instead of guessing at what you think they want. And when you make something they want, you become very valuable to them. And it increases your chances of securing additional speaking engagements because you've proven to them that you have what they need. This is pretty pretty simple, right? But what we often do is we create things that we think our customer needs. We we work in a vacuum and we go, oh my God, I have the best idea. I just figured out what I'm going to do. But we don't stop and take the time to think, is this what they actually want? So by doing this research on Amazon, by you can even ask your customers, what are your biggest challenges, right? Like what keeps you up at night? And when you're in front of your audience, you can even pose these questions to them at the end when you have a discussion, if you have time for a discussion. You can say, what you learned here today, how applicable is this to your everyday challenges? And if you could have learned one more thing here today, what would you have liked that to be? And it's like you're doing a focus group (laughs) with these people who just spent a half an hour, an hour with you. And they may open up and tell you, you know, I I was hoping to get X from this, this presentation, but I didn't. Good research for you. Now you can build that into your talk in the future, or you can go ask more potential target customers. Is this something that bothers you too? And you can continue tweaking your content and maybe even change your title to reflect that new information. 
I want to spend a second talking about summaries because when when a conference goer is looking through that program, they're not only looking at the title, they're also looking at the short description. And often that short description is maybe like three to four sentences long. There's not a ton of space to describe what what they'll get, but it's enough room for you as the speaker to give them a general sense of what to expect. So I do have five tips on how to write a compelling summary, and I want to go through each of them with you now to help you get a sense of what you might want to be talking about to draw people in and get them to come to your session. So step one is find a catchy statistic or fact to, or create an engaging question to open up your summary. So I have a couple of examples that I think could be helpful. The first one, well, none of these are true. I'm, I just kind of pulled these out of my imagination, but the first one I think is kind of fun. So for an example, this catchy statistic fact or question could be, did you know one in three cats is left-handed? <laughs> I'm left-handed, so I think that's funny. Okay. And then Step two is to describe this fact or question and show why it's a problem. So the example is studies show that left-handed cats are not only more likely to tear apart your house, but they also know how to open the refrigerator. Oh my God, this is a problem, right? So we're stating this, we're restating this left-handed issue, but we're also saying why this could ruin your life, right? Like that cat could get into your refrigerator. It could eat your Thanksgiving turkey. It could take down your lunch meat. It could do anything. You could wake up with a bare refrigerator, okay? So we're, we're creating a little bit of dis, um, discomfort <laughs> in this, this second step. In step three, you show how you're solving this problem. So here's what you could say if to follow up this, this, this opening about this problem with left-handed cats. In this interactive workshop, you'll learn three ways to train your cat to stop shredding your favorite furniture while also making him feel more comfortable in your home. So you're, you're showing your solution right after you're posing the problem. So now you're taking away some of that discomfort and letting them know, hey, I can help you. In step four, you're going to add the details of what to expect. So you might say, come to this workshop with specific examples of how your cat has ruined your life, and we'll do a Q&A that addresses your exact needs. Great. So now you can come prepared with exactly what you want to learn, and you get a sense of the format. In step five, you add your information because it's so critical that you add credibility to your presentation so they know you're not someone who has owned a cat for six months and declared that you're a cat expert. What you might say for this particular example is, Kathy Dean is a board-certified veterinarian, author of three books about cats, and speaker on all things feline. She has won the prestigious Friend of Feline Award for her work in this field. Awesome. We've got the problem. We've got the statistic. We've got the solution. We've got the format and the details about the event. And we have your information about who you are. So let me give you another example of what this looks like when it's all put together. And I'll just kind of read through the whole summary really quickly. And then I'll, I'll go through each of the steps. 70% of the workforce is disengaged from their job. 
When the majority of your staff is daydreaming about the weekend and looking forward to five o'clock, important deadlines are being missed and productivity suffers. In this keynote, you'll find out why so many workers are disengaged, what's holding them back from better performance, and what to do about it. You'll not only learn a few tips, but also three action steps you can take as soon as you return to the office. Five audience members will get on stage and tell the audience what they've done to help build employee morale. All volunteers will be rewarded with a $20 Starbucks gift card and win the respect of friends. Jane Marks is a leadership consultant with 20 plus years experience training and building teams across large businesses. Her work was done at Pfizer, Boeing, Harvard University, and New Balance. So you can see that's a pretty compelling summary. If you're a business owner and you worry that you're spending all your money on your staff and your staff is barely getting through the work and they're kind of procrastinating and they're not very efficient, you've got a real problem on your hands. And this presentation through this summary shows you the presenter will solve some of these really critical problems for you and give you some action steps that you can take as soon as you get back to your office. This is amazing, right? So this is how you need to write your summaries to make sure that you're getting through to your audience and you're giving them a sense of what to expect. How will this content change their life? Because your whole goal as a presenter is to take your audience from point A to point B. Where are you taking them and how are you going to get them there and why should they spend time with you? Making these promises is what helps people show up. And when you have a big audience, this is what helps to move your speaking business forward. Because here's the thing I've learned about speaking. Every time I get on stage, it is an audition for another speaking engagement. And the bigger your audience is, the easier it is to secure another speaking engagement just by playing the numbers. You know, if you have 50 people in your audience, maybe two people will come up to you afterwards and say, hey, could you come speak at my group or my conference or this association? But if you only have four people there, it really reduces the chances of securing something in the future. So today we talked about something really important that often is not discussed, but is the gateway to what helps you secure more speaking engagements and helps you to connect with the right people. It's about titles that rule and writing awesome summaries. And I'm gonna, as I said, I'm putting these worksheets on my website. They'll be at speakersisterhood.com and angelalucier.us. And you're welcome to download them and just use them forever because these are such helpful tools. Every time you give a speech, you should go through this process, go through these worksheets and make sure that you're hitting all of the points to take away the worry and the wonder Am I doing this right? Is this clear enough? This, this formula answers all those questions for you and makes your life like a thousand times easier. You are welcome. <laughs> all right, you guys, that does it for me today. Um, my first episode from the attic. As I'm talking, I'm noticing there are a lot of spider webs in the window casing and I need to vacuum those later today. So that's on the agenda. Anyway, I hope you have a great day. I'm looking forward to coming back at you next week. If you have any questions or ideas for the show, as I said, please feel free to email me, Angela at speakersisterhood.com. And if you enjoyed this episode or any of the past episodes, please consider leaving a review on iTunes as it does help more people to find the show. And our audience is growing. We're, we're listened to people from 70 different countries around the world. And I'm just really loving the whole experience of being a podcaster and helping so many of you all over the place. And, uh, can't wait to keep going and see what the show turns into as we go. All right, guys. So that does it for me. 
As always, stop waiting, start creating. I'll see you next time.